0: Amen. So the just shall live by faith. For it is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith as it is written. The just shall live by faith. Yeah, I believe in these last days upon this earth that if we're going to live, it's going to have to be by faith. Amen. 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 I believe if we're going to live, it's going to have to be by faith. Amen. I believe we're in to a time where there will be no other way to live. We enter to a time where the only way you're going to make it is you're going to have to have some faith in the Lord Jesus Christ to get us through. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. But tonight we're talking about what to do when our faith fails. We we talked started talking about this Sunday morning, and uh, I felt in my spirit that we just need to continue to talk about it. I wondered what I was going to talk about tonight. Uh, most of the time you go out, you know I don't usually talk on Wednesday nights, but. I just felt impressed in my spirit. We just need to keep talking about this. What to do when our faith fails. The scripture tells us right here in Romans chapter 1 verse 17 that, that the righteousness of God is actually revealed from faith to faith. I thought about that word from faith to faith. And I began to realize what we're talking about is from trouble to trouble. From persecution to persecution. From trials to trials. From one problem to another problem. That's what we're talking about. And we talked Sunday about what happens when we go through these trials and tribulations in our lives, and as we go from trouble to trouble, and problem to problem, and storm to storm, is that through these storms, the righteousness of God is revealed to us by faith. By faith. You know, you can always find the real character of a person in the middle of a crisis. You, know, you wait till somebody gets in a crisis, you'll find out what they really believe. You know? I've seen people who, who claim to be Christians and, and, and claim Christ, yet when trouble comes, they start cussing. You know what I'm, anybody out there? You, y'all don't know, y'all ain't like that, I praise I know y'all ain't like that. No. But y'all know somebody like that. I mean, they, they all praise the Lord and happy jolly when everything's going good, but as soon as some little trouble comes their way, they start cussing like a sailor. You see the root that that's their real character. That's their real character. Amen. It used to be a used to be a little song, Ray Stevens. Anybody got any Ray Stevens fans in here? Oh yeah. <laughs> Ray Stevens used to say all these he and talks. You know how Ray Stevens is. He's a comedian. He's so funny. Y'all don't know who Ray Stevens is. Y'all need to y'all need to look him up. He's hilarious. But he talks about his wrestling days. He talks about going to a wrestling match. Everybody remember hearing about the wrestling match? Yeah. He talks about going to a wrestling match with his buddy, and his buddy got all caught up in the action of the wrestling match, and he throws a chair into the ring and hits this big old giant guy, and that guy comes after him, and him and and his buddy run to the car, trying to get in the car, and and I said his buddy beat him to the car. His buddy got inside the car and locked the doors. You know how Ray Steven is. He's all, you know, I can't tell it the way he does. He's so funny, but the way he talks... So his buddy locked the doors in the car, and he said, and that big old guy came out there and just started wailing on him and picking him up and bit a pile driver right there on the hard concrete and all that kind of stuff. And, and uh, he said he was in the hospital for a few weeks, and said so he got to feel better. And he says, buddy came up there to see him. He says... I think I'm going to go back after that guy. He said, I'm going to go down there and talk to him. He said, We're going to have to talk to that wrestling guy. I'm going to go out there and challenge him again. And his buddy says, All right, I'll back you as long as you want to fight. Anybody ever heard that before? Yeah. Yeah, so he did. He went down there and found out where all the wrestlers hang out at some local bar. And he looked over at him and he said, Hey, you remember me? And old big old guy got up. He said, yeah, I remember you. And he said, He turned around and his buddy was gone. His buddy was gone. His buddy's supposed to be there to help him fight this big old giant guy. You know, he's going to back him up. But you know, that's the way a lot of folks are. In the middle of a crisis, you turn around and your buddy, who's talking all that big stuff, he's gone. People will leave you in the middle of a crisis. And you know that's who they really are. That's who they really are. That's their crisis. I mean, that's who they are. Their character comes out. If they real or if they fake, it'll come out. So with that in mind, look back at this scripture. For in it is the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. So the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. From trouble to trouble, problem to problem, storm to storm, persecution to persecution. The righteousness of God is going to be revealed in somebody. And you're going to find out what the real character is. So, if you've got something to write on, you're taking notes like I was telling you Sunday. If you look around, you'll find loose-leaf paper in the front of the seat. Look back there, I used to see some loose-leaf paper back in that area somewhere. You need to write some of these things down because there's some good, good things I'm going to tell you here. Faith is increased by hearing the Word of God and doing the Word of God and speaking the Word of God and experiencing the Word of God. Let me say that again. I'm going to say it real slow so you have time to write it down. Faith is increased by hearing the Word of God. We know that's Romans 10, 17. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. Faith is increased by doing the the Word of God. You've got to be a doer of God's Word. James said for us to be a doer of His Word and not just a hearer only, but a doer of the Word. Amen? Amen. Faith is increased by speaking the Word of God. We believe, therefore we speak. That's what the Scripture says. So faith is increased by speaking the Word of God. And faith is increased by experiencing the Word of God. I mean, anybody out there need me to say that again? Raise your hand if you need me to say it again. Everybody got it? You need me to say it again? All right, I'll wait one more time. Faith is increased by hearing the Word of God, doing the Word of God, speaking the Word of God, and experiencing the Word of God. Faith is increased. We experience the Word of God by putting into practice what we have learned from God's Word by experiencing what we put to practice in, and what we've learned from God's Word, that actually takes us through the storms of life and then we come out of our troubles. So whatever trouble you may be in, if you'll find out what the Word of God says about your problem and hang on to the Word of God, when you come out of it, your faith is going, should be stronger than what it was when you went into that storm. You know, we can use finances, for example. What does the Bible say about finances? We might be broke. We might be going through a financial hardship in our life. Find out what the Word of God says. David said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor seen begging bread. Amen. Amen. I can hang on to it. I'm not supposed to be begging bread. I'm supposed to be taking care of the righteousness of God. Amen. Amen. He shall supply all of my needs according to His riches in glory Amen. by Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. I just need to make sure I, uh, I do the Scripture in front of that, which gives. got to be a giver. So, whatever you're going through, whether it be sickness in your body, by His stripes I am healed. God sent His Word and healed us. So whatever problem you're finding in there, you know, if you have a children problem, what well, the Bible says, train up a child in the way they the way they should go, and when they get old, guess what? They won't depart from it. Alright, hang on to that. How many of y'all are hanging on to that scripture? I, I know I am. Amen. Amen. So whatever problem you're going through, whatever you're, you're experiencing, hanging on to God's Word, when you come out of that storm, you should be a stronger person spiritually, than you were before you went in. Alright? So your righteousness, listen to this, or lack thereof, your righteousness, or lack thereof, will come out and be manifested through your storm. In the middle of a storm, when a person is going through a problem, when they're going through a crisis, when they're going through a crisis, who they are, is going to come out the real person, like like uh, like the comedy guy found out that you know his buddy was not there to back him up when he was ready to fight this big old giant guy. He turned around, his buddy was gone. But he said, "I'll back you as long as you want to fight. Let's go get him." Amen. Y'all, anybody ever had friends like that? You ever had friends like that. I'll back you. I'll be with you, brother. I got your back. Don't worry about it. Me and you, we. We like peanut butter and jelly. We're we going to stick together through this. Amen. And as soon as you ain't got two nickels to rub together, they gone. As soon as everybody starts talking about you, they, they gone. As soon as your friends and your family forsake you, they forsook you too. They gone. Ain't that what Peter did? Oh, Lord, I'll never forsake you. I'll fight with you. I'll go to, I'll go to the cross with you, Lord. I'll die with you, Jesus. I'll die with you, Jesus. But the Lord turned around and said, Tonight, you're going to deny me three times. Oh, no, not me, Lord. Not me. Not me. Well, you know, Peter did try. He did cut off that guy's ear. He did try. But then fear got a hold of him. You see, Peter's true character had to be coming out. He had to get stronger. And we know that you know the Lord prayed for him and restored him. And Peter became a great leader in the church, but he had to go through that storm and see something brought out in Peter that in persecution, in the middle of persecution, fear was inside Peter. And that's what the Lord was bringing out of him. After that, you see Peter full of boldness, full of the Holy Ghost. He got the baptism of the Holy Ghost. He'd been restored in the Lord. And he was bold as a lion when it came to preaching the gospel. I mean, he wasn't scared to go to jail. He wasn't scared to go to the cross, you know, and I mean, he did. He did. So the characters have come out in the middle of a storm. Alright, so faith to faith. Faith to faith. Let's see what other scriptures we got, on, we got on there. What's our next scripture up on there? There you go. Romans chapter 10 verse 17. So faith comes by hearing hear by the word of God. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 2. We talked about this Sunday. For unto us was the gospel preached as well to them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. So that means that you can hear the gospel being preached and not have any faith building inside of you. Isn't that sad? You can hear the Word of God being preached and yet you don't mix it with faith. You see, you've got to believe that God is that God is and he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. you got to have faith in God's Word. You got to believe God's word, like I said Sunday, the old timer used to say that God's word means what it says and says what it means. From the table of contents to the book of maps. Amen. Amen. I believe everything on them maps. If it says that city's on that map, I believe it. Amen. If it says it ain't on there, I believe it ain't on there. I believe the table of contents, everything. Everything. And you know, this, this is where people are right now in society that you and I are living in, there are churchgoers that do not believe the Word of God. That's right. Amen. Amen. I know it's hard to understand, and I know it's, it's crazy. We live in some crazy times. Amen. We live in some crazy times. Remember what the Word of Paul said in Thessalonians. There will come times in the last days, they will, they will seek preachers to tickle their ears. They don't want you to tell them the truth. That's right. That's right. They want you to tell them what they want to hear. Right. And when you tell them the truth, all they want to do is argue with you. That's right. Come on now. Paul said don't argue with them. Just knock the dust off your feet and move on. <laughs> Amen. You can't argue with them. So you can, you can listen to the preaching of the message. This is what Paul was saying. You can listen to the preaching of the message. Now, this is what amazes me. Paul wrote that. They, they say it. Paul wrote the book of Hebrews. They're not too sure yet. They're still debating about it, but we believe that Paul wrote the book of Hebrews. It's either him or Paulus and Aquila that wrote it. One of those three. But look at what it says. So two thousand years ago, people were going to church and they were hearing the gospel being preached, just like it is in twenty twenty one, and and they walking out the door still in doubt and unbelief. But he says, but look at this. He says, but we heard the gospel and received it, but the word preached did not profit them. It didn't profit them. How is it two people could be sitting side by side in the same church service? One over there getting filled with the Holy Spirit, getting the joy of the Lord. I mean, receiving the word of God and shouting glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. And the person sitting, I mean, right there in the chair right beside them. Don't feel nothing. See the the doubter went to a the doubter will say, Well, I went to a dead church today, they didn't have no spirit. That's what the doubter is. But the one right beside him shouting and said, Whoo, Glory, hallelujah, amen. We had church today. One was receiving with faith and one was not. Amen. 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 And it's it's so true. It's so true. It's amazing, really to me, how it it actually happens. It's really amazing how you can do that. Now, you can also hear the word being preached and it not build your faith. You sure can. Just because you're in the Bible and you're listening to the Bible and you're reading the Bible, not every word in that Bible is going to build your faith. It's not going to do it. I'll give you an example. Judas went out and hanged himself. Anybody got faith out of that? But that's in the Bible. Judas went out and hung himself. Is that down a scripture in the Bible? Sure. Does that build faith? No. Might build some sadness. Judas didn't repent. But it didn't build any faith. Didn't build any faith. But when they all, the scripture tells us when, when they came to arrest Jesus and everybody left him for, and forsaken, did that build your faith? No. You see, some parts of the Bible is history. And tells us what happened. And other parts of the Bible is faith building. And you know in today's time. Preachers are preaching philosophy. More than they're preaching the word of God. They are. And you can't get faith out of philosophy. You can't get faith out of philosophy. And they'll give you seven steps on how you can be a better person. When all you need is seven steps to the altar. To learn how to be a better person (laughs) on your knees. Amen. Amen. So you could be in church and the Bible be open and being read to you and still not build your faith. See, it's not it's, it, it's what you're hearing. It's what you're hearing. Let's just say, for example, that you're sick. I like to use sickness as an example because there's so many scriptures about it. So you're sick in your body, and I'm preaching on tithing. You getting any faith on getting healed? No. You, got, you might be getting some faith on how to receive blessings from the Lord on money. But you ain't getting nothing about healing. See, what do, you, what do you need that day? See, so you can hear the Word being preached and not profit you anything on healing that you need. But it might profit you on some another subject. And that's why you got to keep going to church. Because maybe the next Sunday you come might be the Sunday the preacher's preaching on healing and you need it. See? Now, every time you come to church, and you know this truth. true, right? every time you come to church, there's a message really hitting you yeah. as much as it hits somebody else. Right. Because you're not going through what they're going through. Right. See, the Holy Spirit look at you and say, well, you're going to be all right, but this person over here, they about, about to go under. I better minister to them. Right. Amen. You know, I'll come back to you next week. We'll talk about, we'll talk about your problem. So you've got to listen to the Word of God. You've got to seek the Word of God. Amen. You got to put faith in the Word of God. Faith in here and to mix the preaching with faith so that it will profit you. Amen. What's on our next slide there? All right. 1 Peter 1 and 7. Let's read that together. That the trials of your faith be much more precious than of gold that perish, though it be tried with fire. May be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. That the trials of your faith, when you are a child of God and you're born again, you accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, there is going to be trials of your faith. There's going to be trials of your faith. The devil is going to try to see if you really believe what you say you really believe. The devil is going to try you now preachers will tell you they will tell you especially young preachers coming up and they're trying to preach and they, they they learning the word of God you know, and, and maybe they haven't even read the Bible all the way through yet but boy they just fired up and they get their opportunity to preach and, and they'll preach a fired up message and on Monday the devil will beat them up with everything they preached about oh yeah you talk to any preachers out there they'll tell you it's happened to them sure. they're they trying to believe God they're they, they speaking words of faith and then the devil come along and said, let's find out if you really believe what you just said. That's what happened. So the trials of your faith are going to come. But look look what he said. Being much more precious than of gold that perish. Let's move on to the Amplified version of that. Amplified says, so that the genuineness of your faith, which is much more precious than gold which is perishable, even though tested and purified, by fire may be found in the result, your praise and glory and honor at the revelations of Jesus Christ. You know, gold has to be, it has to go under intense heat in order for it to melt. You know, they, when they dig gold up, they it's just a rock. It's, I mean, it's all kind of crazy forms. It's a rock. You know, rocks have all kind of forms on them. they just just rocks. Gold is a rock. It is. It's some type of a rock that God made. And so when they heat it up to make those gold bars or to, make, or to make an ice ring or something like that, that gold has to go under intense heat. Intense heat. So is your faith. Your faith is going to go under intense trials. And that intense trials of your faith, when it comes out, is going to be more precious than gold. And then it says gold will perish, but not your faith. Go to perish, but not your faith. Yeah, I was, I was telling my wife, she started complaining about, you know, she just turned 50, you know, and then all of a sudden it hit her. Now she's 50. She said, well, it's half of 100. I said, yeah. I said, well, we, but we just babies tonight in God's eyes. We are. Mm-hmm. We just babies. Bonnie, you just a baby in the eyes of God. Yes. Yeah. Do you realize 10,000 years from now, we still going to be learning about faith? We're still going to be learning about God 10,000 years from now. Can you imagine? We're going to be studying God forever and ever and never learn everything there is to know about God. Because He's just so awesome. Think about those angels, those, those cherubims flying around the throne of God, crying out, Holy, Holy, Holy. I mean, that would get bored after a while. You just cry out, Holy, Holy, Holy. I mean, a few thousand years go by and you, you're still crying out, Holy. Well, that you get kind of boring. But it's not born to them because every time they go around to God, they see something they never saw before. They're still learning about God. He's so incredible. He's so awesome. So 10,000 years from now, we're still going to be babies in the eyes of God. Amen. Still learning about God. Amen. But right now, here on earth, as we are, we've got to learn that there's going to be trouble that comes our way. There's going to be trouble in life. Life is not going to be full of roses with no thorns. There's going to be a thorn in your life somewhere. There's going to be a storm that you're going to have to overcome somewhere. And through that storm, your faith should be getting stronger and stronger and stronger as you stand on the Word of God, as you speak forth the Word of God, as you're experiencing the Word of God, and you're being a doer of the Word of God. Amen. Amen. So, genuineness... Is as purity as gold is brought forth by intense heat. So think about that. Intense heat. Intense heat. Let's go to Mark chapter 4 and verse 13. Mark chapter 4, I believe it should be the next slide. Up. Let's go back to that slide right there first. Go back to that one. Go back, back to that one slide there. There you go. So this is the five things that we need to do. This is the five things we talked about, what we need to do. Number one, rebuke all doubt and fear. There cannot be any doubt and fear in your heart, which is where your soul is, if you're going to receive anything from the Lord. A double-minded person is unstable in all their ways, is what James said. And we all are human beings. We have to overcome doubt and fear. I can remember when Sister Jan was going through that cancer. I mean the Lord spoke to me right away and said, tell her to rebuke that fear. Mm-hmm. I started, I sent you some scriptures, didn't I? I sent some scriptures about fear and, and controlling your mind and being, you know, rebuking that fear. Get that fear off of it. Because I knew she was scared. She was fixed to go through uh, cancer surgery and chemo and all of that. And not only that, then she, she got the fear that cancer, she already had knowledge of cancer running right her family. Mm-hmm. So there's some family experience dealing with that. Yeah, sure. Anybody would have been scared, Jane. Anybody would have had fear. Yeah. Yeah. And so, right away, we had to deal with that fear. And we did, didn't we? Yeah. Dealt with that fear. So, you've got to get rid of all fear, all doubt in your mind. And then you've got to feed your faith. You can only feed your faith by hearing the Word of God and studying God's Word. Feeding your faith. Amen. And then, faith speaks. Faith speaks, so, speak faith. You know, there's no sense in, in, in singing that song that haw used to sing. <laughs> I'm not even going to try to sing it, but y'all know what I'm talking about. Despair. Gloom, despair and agony on me. I that what most people do. How you doing today, brother? Well, gloom and despair and agony on me is what you're going to hear back. Instead of faith. You know, but we got to speak faith. we got to speak faith. Speak forth the word of God. When you're speaking the word of God, you're speaking faith. Because God is faith. Amen. Amen. God's not going to speak sickness and and diseases and defeat and death. He's going to speak life and healing and health and joy and prosperity and abundant life. And number four, faith acts. Be a doer of the words. what James said. Be a doer. Act on God's word. Act on the word. Faith acts. So do what the word says. You know, church, if we could simply learn that one thing. If we could just do what the Word says, we would be so much better off. Do what the Word says. Do what the Word says. Amen. Amen. Do what the Word says. And the Word says so many things. And that's why we're going to be studying God's Word and studying God forever and ever so we can learn how to do and what to do. Amen. The word of God'll teach you how to think, and it'll teach you how to talk, and it'll teach you how to walk, and it'll teach you how to love people. It'll teach you how to act in the middle of persecution, and it'll teach you how to act in the middle of people doing you wrong and, and walking out on you. It'll teach you when everything has gone wrong, listen, when you have lost your job and you've lost your house and you've lost your car and you lost your family, and I mean the the word of God will show you how to get it all back. <laughs> Remember, Satan's came to steal, kill, and destroy. Amen. And he operates in those three areas. He operates in the area of steal, kill, and destroy. But you said, I come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Amen. And so many people think, well, that means when I get to heaven, I'll have an abundant life. No, that he said you can have an abundant life right here and right now. Amen. Now, he didn't say he's going to have a life with no troubles. Right. Amen. Amen. You know, a lot of people think, well, once I give my heart to the Lord and, and, I, and I accept Jesus as my Savior, all my problems are going to go away. Oh, no. That's when the heat gets turned up. <laughs> That's when the heat really gets turned up. Because the devil's going to find out if you really believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what he's going to do. Let's move on to Mark chapter 4 there. And he said to them, Know ye not this parable, and how then shall ye know all parables, the soul or soul of the word, and these are they by the wayside where the word is sown. But when they've heard, Satan cometh immediately and taketh away the word that was sown in their hearts. Immediately. Now let's think about that for a moment. How can it be immediately if the devil has to wait before you get to your car to get the word out of you? No. The devil goes to church more than you do. He does. He ain't too far away from you. People sit in church and have most, the most evilest thoughts you can think of. Why? Because the devil is just throwing them thoughts in their minds. Throwing them and the devil trying to steal the word before they ever get the word in their hearts. Amen. That's why sometimes at church we have a lot of distractions going on. Anybody notice that? I was, in this past month, boy, we had distraction after distraction. I began to rebuke the spirit of distraction. I mean, we get the babies calmed down and it was something else. Amen. We finally get the babies under control and get them calmed down and the devil starts doing other things. And one distraction after another distraction. And what happens when people get distracted? They get distracted. They don't have a clue what I just said. Distracted. I've even had to tell people behind the pulpit, hey, I'm right here. Look back this way. Look back this way. Because their minds go somewhere else. That's how the devil does. Immediately he wants to steal the word so that you can't hear the word, therefore your faith cannot increase. Immediately. He's not gonna wait till you get to your car and drive all the way home and, and, and about eleven o'clock at night and then come knocking on your on your head trying to steal the word. No, that's not immediately. Immediately. So that means people sitting in church and the devil's trying to steal the word from them right then and there. Right then and there. And they get so focused. So all focused. And the biggest distraction that we have today, right here it is. That's the biggest distraction that we have. Biggest distraction. How many times have we been sitting in church and heard the phone go off? <laughs> beep, 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 beep. You can hear people getting texts. Beep, 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 beep. All kinds of distractions distractions you can even hear i can hear a phone vibrate now lord didn't heal my ears so good i can hear your phone vibrate i don't know don't let it distract me though amen don't let it distract you because that's all the devil's trying to do distract us distract us get us away from the word so immediately he comes to steal the word okay and take the that that is sown in their hearts and their souls And in verse 16, And these are they likewise which are sown on stony ground, who then they have heard the word, and immediately receive it with gladness, and have no root in themselves, and so endure but for a time. How come they don't have no root in themselves? Because they keep skipping church. They don't come to hear the preaching. They don't think it's important to them. There's people laid out tonight. And laid out because the preaching or the teaching of God's Word is not that important to them. Mm-hmm. It's not. Mm-hmm. But you go get some big, famous singing band mm-hmm. and bring them to church. Come on, man. Come on. Or just go fry some chicken and offer yeah. it. Yeah. They'll come to eat your chicken. Yeah. And they'll come to hear that band. Yeah. But they won't come to hear the preaching or the teaching of God's Word. Yeah. Amen. And, for, and and those same people that I'm talking about, and y'all, y'all thinking of people right now as I'm talking to you, ain't you? You thinking about them. Oh, yeah, they'll come. So-and-so gonna sing. We're gonna have honk. Oh, yeah. And Bonnie go fix fixin' banana pudding. Yeah, they'll come. Oh, yeah. And you know, and guess what? And right there they are. Right there they are. And have no root in themselves, so endure but for a time afterwards when affliction or persecution arises for the word's sake Immediately they are offended. That's right. That's right. They are offended. They get offended because a because a problem came up in their life. That's right. God, where are you at? God, why you let this happen to me? Why you let this happen to our family? Why you let it, God and start blaming God? They get offended at God because a problem came up in their life. But if they had been in church on Sunday, maybe they got some faith to handle that problem. And these are they which are sown among thorns, such as hear the word, and the cares of this world, and the deceitfulness of riches, and the lust thereof, enter in, and choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. Oh, they so they so worried about washing their car, and buying a new car, and, you know, getting a new pair of shoes, or playing a game on Xbox, or whatever y'all call that stuff nowadays. I don't even know what they call them things anymore, but... They so they so wrapped up in the world and what the world's got to offer oh, that they don't have time. Well, we was gonna to go to church, but you know it was such a pretty day of 70 degrees that we just Chiha was calling our name. We just had to go to the mountains. Amen. They're gonna go worship the creation instead of the creator. Ain't that what right. they doing? Ain't that what they're doing? So what the the creation of what yeah, come on. That's exactly what they're doing. That's exactly what they're doing. And so you get people doing that. You get people that are so caught up in the world that they got to be about the world's business that they don't have time for the preaching and the teaching of God's word. I, I remember listening to a preacher, and he gave, and and this preacher was having a a, a healing class and. And he done this quite often in his church. And his lady came. And she got, and she's at stage four cancer. Y'all might have heard me tell this story before, but she's at stage four cancer. And he recognized. He said, "I want you to pray for me." I, I call it pity prayer. Everybody wants you to pray for them. You know, they don't have no faith to receive it, but they still want you to pray for them, anyways. I call that pity prayer. And that's what she was. She said, I just want you to pray for me because I got stage four cancer. And he perceived in his spirit that she did not have enough faith to receive the prayer. To be healed. God, he's, he knew that God, how many of y'all know God can heal stage four cancer? Amen. But she did not have enough faith to believe that. And he perceived that in his spirit. So he says, ma'am, in about 30 minutes, church is going to start. Can't you stay and listen to the preaching of God's word? And then at the altar call, we'll anoint you with oil and we'll pray with you over the, about this cancer. And get this. I don't have time. Me and my girls are going shopping at the mall. You know, they came to town to see me. And so we're going to, and since I only have a little bit of time left on this planet, we just, we're going to go, sh- I don't have time. Just Can you just say a prayer right now? I'm sure that woman is dead. I'm sure she is. But you know, that's the way people are. That's the way people are, even with stage four cancer. People, knowing they're going to die. Knowing they're going to die and they still don't have time for God. And that's, that's where we are. they so caught up in the world, even at the point of death, that they still don't give in and they become unfruitful. Choke the Word and the Word becomes unfruitful. And then these are they, sown on good ground. Praise God for some good ground. You got some good ground in here today? Amen. Got some good ground, amen? Praise God for some good ground because it's going to bring forth fruit. Thirty, sixty-fold, hundred-fold. When you've got good ground, your heart is the good ground. Amen. But you've got to listen to the teaching and the preaching of God's Holy Word to get in there. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's go to 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 6. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God. Old oh, church, if we could just learn to humble ourselves. If we could just learn to humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour, who resists steadfastly the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world, but the God of all grace, who has called us into eternal glory by Christ Jesus after that he has suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, and sell you. What do we do when our faith has failed? What do we do when our faith has failed? when our faith has failed? Go go will you go back to that um, that slide that shows the five things to do, huh? All right, there you go. Back it up, forward. Where yeah, there you go. What do we do when our faith has failed? First thing we have to do is we have to rebuke all doubt. We've got to feed our faith. We've got to speak faith. We've got to act on faith. And then number five, re- re- repeat steps one through four again and again and again. Keep doing that again and again and again. Now let's go back to where we was at there at, first, at Peter, 1 Peter 5 and 6. Humble yourselves unto God. What do we do when our faith has fallen? Number one, humble yourselves to God. Number two, cast all your care upon Him. Cast all of our care upon Him. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Cast all of your cares upon Him. You know, there's some people that don't want to take their troubles to God because they, they think it's too small. I don't want to trouble God with my little, my little toothache. God's out there trying to bring somebody back to life is dead, and my little toothache ain't, ain't worth troubling God. That God's a big God. He can handle your little toothache. He can handle your little toothache and somebody else's car crash at the same time. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. The scripture tells us to cast all of our cares upon Him. Every little thing. Every little thing that you are concerned about, God's concerned about. Every little thing. Every little thing. Think about every little thing that you're concerned about. God's concerned about how many of y'all are concerned about those grandbabies? Amen. Of course you are. If you got half a brain and you're a loving grandparent, you're concerned about your grandbabies. Amen. You know those God's grandbabies too? You ever think about that? I was praying over my daughters one night. Praying over my kids. You know, sometimes you can just you can just get with God, boy, and you just cry, and you just, you know, you're getting some serious prayer when your kids are on the line. Amen, amen. When your kids are in trouble and you just you go to God, you're seeking God, I mean, tears and and, and crying and, and quoting scriptures. And God, you promised me, you said in your word right here, if I'd train them up and they were young. And God, you you know, I took them to church when they were kids. And you know, I took them to youth camps. And God, you know, I read the Bible to them every night. You know, I prayed with them. I knelt down beside them with that bed and we prayed. Are you all with me? Amen. Amen. With me? Amen. God spoke to me one time. And I pray, I'm praying just like that. God, you know I've done this scripture. You know I've raised them right. You know I, God, you gotta do something. God you gotta do something. You know, the Lord spoke, interrupted me. You know, God can interrupt you in your prayer sometimes, just interrupt you. And he told me, he said, you know what? They ain't just your kids. That's my daughter, too. I never thought about it that way before. I mean, you know, you say it, we're children of God, and he's my father, and I'm his son. But it just never really hit me like he said it, though. That my daughter's his daughter. My grandchildren, his grandchildren. He loves those kids as much as I do, even not more, because he died for them on the cross. Amen? Cast all of our cares over on the Lord. No matter how big, how small, it don't matter. If it's you care about it, God cares about it. Amen? Amen? Now, I'll tell you something a little better than that. You know what makes you mad makes God mad too? Because you get mad about something, God's upset with you. He's upset with you. Amen. I mean, if you go back to Moses and God on the mountain. There was times that Moses wanted to kill him, and there was other times God wanted to kill him. God mad? move out of the way, Moses, I'm going to smote them all. I'll just raise up another nation with you only. Amen. Mm-hmm. Of course, years later he did with Abraham, didn't he? Rose up another nation with Abraham. But he, he, but think about it. He, he and Moses like, oh wait, wait a minute, oh, oh oh hold on a minute, don't kill him yet. <laughs> I think about the Joker and the Batman movie. Don't kill him yet; they won't learn nothing. you ever <laughs> watch that? the Joker and the Batman movie. The real, I'm talking about the. Michael Keaton Batman movie way back in them days. Joker said that. you can't kill them, they won't learn nothing. I can imagine Moses on the mountain saying, saying the same thing. God don't kill them, they won't learn nothing. Ever. Pleading for him. Well, what concerns you concerns God. Cast all your care over on Him. Be sober. Be sober. And some of y'all think, well, I don't drink, preacher. I'm always sober. That ain't what that's talking about. I ain't got to worry about not being, I don't don't drink anyway. No, that's what we're talking about. Be alert. Be alert. Be clear-minded. Be clear in your thinking. Be vigilant. Don't give up. Stay dedicated. Stay committed. Number five, resist the devil. Let's talk about this word, resist the devil. Resist the devil. Resist the devil. You know what that means? Fight word resist there in the original language means fight. You've got to fight the devil with everything you got. And the word of God is everything you got. You've got to fight the devil with the word. You've got to stand on the word. Quote the word. Quote the word. Pray the word. Stand on the word. Speak the word. Whatever the word says, that's what you believe. When the devil says, what do you believe? Well, I believe what the word says. Well, what does the word say about it? Well, I don't know, but whatever it says, Mr. Devil, I believe it. Amen? Maybe you know what page is on, devil. Tell me what page is on, because I'm going to believe it. (laughs) You know, the devil knows the Word better than we do. I mean, he was one of the highest angels. He was the angel over-worship to the Father God. Until one day he decided he wanted to be worshipped himself. And you wonder why we have so many problems in the church with musicians. Hello. That's right. Hello. That's right. Am I telling the truth? That's right. mm-hmm. Lucifer was the archangel over music. That's right. yeah. mm-hmm. He was he was a he was perfect when he was created. He was beautiful to look upon. Probably the most handsomest angel there was. And he was perfect in all of his in the, in the way he was created. And he was oh, He was in charge of worship. He led the worship of to God. And we wonder why we got so many problems with music in the church. Why we, and why the devil uses music out here in the world to influence so many people. And that's why. But resist the devil means to fight him. Fight him. Fight him off. You've got to fight with the word of God. you got to fight with prayer. You've got to fight with your thinking. Don't be allowing yourself to think any crazy thoughts and dwell on those things. Think about the word of God. Casting all that doubt and fear out of your mind. Number six, steadfast in the faith. Steadfast in the faith. I like what it says in Ephesians chapter 6. Stand therefore. Having done all to stand, stand therefore. When you've done all you know to do, stand still. Stand. When you've done all you know to do. You know the problem is, is? We don't know all there is to do. And that's why we've got to continue to study and continue to pray. And continue and continue to hear the preaching and teaching of God's word. And now you see why the church is always empty. Because the devil's doing everything he can to keep people from learning God's word. He will. He'll keep them up on Saturday night. So they'll fall asleep on Sunday morning. Amen. He'll do everything he can to keep you from hearing God's word. Amen.